Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Reinventing the patient examination chair is something is, that is every doctor's dream, in, especially in the aesthetic practice. And um, a company, MTI Medical Technology Industries, has done just that. They have been able to employ a team of designers, expert designers, who have really incorporated um, steps that have been taken and made and improvements with, through the aerospace and the automobile industry to bring to the aesthetic practice the most revolutionary patient examination chair. Today we're going to be speaking with Darren Walters, um, Chief Engineer at MTI, just about what it is that makes this chair so exciting. Darren, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you know, before we kind of go into talking about the team and the and the reinvention of this chair, um, Darren, I'd love for you to you know tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how long you've been with MTI and as engineering manager. What is your what is your role there? Okay. Sure. Uh, so I've been here working with MTI just over seven and a half years, uh, and uh, come. Uh, did work in uh, other industries previously in the computer industry, computer peripherals, and also aerospace before coming here. And uh, have uh, been in this role as an engineering manager for most of that time that I've been here. So, okay, that's great. That's great. And then, um, so let me ask you, you know, because I, I kind of mentioned in the intro about you know aerospace and automobile engineering, but. How would you say, in your opinion, how has MTI been able to incorporate the aerospace and automobile engineering designs into the patient examination chair? That's a good question. So uh, I think uh, what we really wanted to do when we when we first launched out on this effort, it was uh, um, we knew we had a, a big opportunity ahead of us as far as um, redesigning. You mentioned in your intro the the, the appeal of being able to redesign a procedure chair that uh, a product line like this and, and incorporate all of the features that you know the industry is really clamoring for and, and looking for and, and so that's from an engineering design perspective that's a real opportunity it's something that I would you know really jump at the opportunity to do that and we knew going in we had um, uh, you know the right mindset going into this of, of not only what we wanted to accomplish but but how we we wanted to, uh, you know, establish this house of order that would allow us to uh, do the right things in the right way and for the right reason in order to not only be successful in this redesign but make it uh, successful in a way that it could continue to be successful for future, you know, uh, in perpetuity, really. Uh, and, and so there was a lot of a lot of procedures and things that were put into place to do that. And, and we had this real passion, especially our, our company leadership, had this real passion for uh, bringing the equipment. I mean, we wanted to, to get a, a look, a, a, the real look that we were after, you know, which is important. Uh, aesthetics are important. And also the functionality. And there's a lot of functionality in these chairs that uh, the industry really uh, is, like I said, they're kind of clamoring for so uh, taking the experience that we've had from uh, different backgrounds, different uh, 
disciplines of engineering and bringing that into the design of this chair. Uh, Certain certain aspects, such as uh, automotive industry, for example, well, well, these are chairs, these are seats, and, and when you look at the industry as a whole and who might be the leaders in this type of industry and who would be the trendsetters. Um, automotive is really one group that you would look to as, you know, they, they have seats that function similarly to ours. You you, uh, you move and position them for the, the needs of the driver, and we're similarly. We position our, our chairs for the needs of the patient um, and for the physician that's working with them. So there's a lot of considerations that they play into that and, and allowing, you know, influence from these different uh, disciplines of engineering uh, helps that tremendously in, in being able to look to the automotive industry for uh, uh, trends, for what the preferences are there, and also what the look w- was that we were really after was helpful. And then and then, where does MTI now stand kind of in the marketplace in terms of its... Um its leadership and its its chairing and any manufacturing chairs. Do you do you know that? As far as uh, the strengths or uh, just the, the growth in the company, you know, um, where where we would have, you say, you know, are you the first, the second, the third largest company in the industry, or where where do you stand on that point? That's a fair question. I don't know specifically, but I do know that. I, of course, it depends on the industry and where you're involved in different uh, medical specialties. By specialty, there might be different leaders in the market, but we're definitely one of the main players and continue uh, to see growth year over year, and that's been important to us. Is As we see this growth, uh, things that we do lean on that are our strengths are what are leading that growth. You know, we, we Our strengths are, the first of all, the quality of the products that we make. We, we put a lot of effort into producing a high-quality product, and people recognize that and, and uh and appreciate that, and that's something that's always been a focus and a strength for us. And so that has been a, a main player in our growth. And now this uh, new opportunity we have in, in redesigning the product line, uh, specifically with this 830 chair that I think we'll talk about here, uh, that is uh, really spurring that growth as well. Mm, that's right. And then... Um, Let's just talk a little bit more about the things that, that I find fascinating about the chair anyway, but that okay, do you sure. make it such a fascinating piece of equipment. You know, and you mentioned the function and the strengths. And so what is it that actually makes this chair just be, like I said, that fascinating piece of equipment? So this is, uh, if we're specifically talking about this 830 chair that we we redesigned, and, and uh there's a couple aspects. First, I do want to mention the look because we spent a lot of time and effort uh, focusing on the look of the chair it, uh, and mentioned the different disciplines and backgrounds. We actually hired a, an industrial designer from uh, automotive background who is an award-winning industrial designer in that field, and we brought him on board to, to help us with the look of these uh, products, specifically the 830 and, and Part of the reason that you do that is engineers in general, we have the uh, reputation more of building, you know, quality, building something that works well, building, you know, focusing on the function and the mechanisms and that kind of thing. And not 
necessarily focused always on on the look or or the the aesthetics of the product. And so you bring in an industrial designer, especially especially so many from the automotive industry, and uh, they can then establish the the uh, package or the shell that you need to work within. It establishes kind of a boundary. And they say, this is the look that we need to hit, and, and now you go to work and make sure that the, the product that you're designing and the functionality that you're putting into that is going to fit within this package. And by focusing on the look first, that really pushed us, kind of pushed the limits of what we needed to accomplish it. It, it forced us to work a little harder and uh, be a little more creative in our thinking and in our approach to uh, really knock this thing out of the park. And so... Uh, and the look is really one of the greatest uh, aspects of this new chair that we, we've gotten a lot of customer feedback uh, from shows and from other presentations that we've made, and people are honestly, you know, calling this the, the most beautiful chair they've ever seen. And mm. you know, of course, that's a that's a great compliment to us, but it is a reflection of of the approach that we took here. So, so first and foremost, I would I would say the look is important with this chair, and then. Beyond that, as far as the functionality and the things that this can do, it it is uh, uh, w- well. Let's see. We I'll talk about uh, the approach that we took to to get this uh, basically optimize this design. We we have uh, vast amounts of experience not only from our company management, but also from from sales representatives and marketing and customer service. There constantly interfacing with customers, with those that are purchasing our products to, to get a feel for what the need is out there and, and constantly gathering that information. And we pulled that information together. We had suggestions coming from our different departments and different people that take feedback, compiled a list of over 300 suggestions of, of what our products needed to do either better or things they should not do, you know, to take the good get rid of the bad, and really boil that down into the uh, architecture, I could say, of of what it was that we wanted to accomplish. So we took all of these tremendous suggestions, boiled that down, built it into the the target of what we were trying to achieve, and and we feel that we did. We really nailed what the needs are for um, individuals out there, for physicians, for clinics, and and what it is that they need. And, And in a lot of cases... In ways that uh, they may not even realize at the outset when they're making the purchase, they don't realize what things are going to be important to them later on in their practice, and so that's that's what's been really beneficial to this. Yeah, that's I can go. It's almost like they, you don't know what you're missing until you have it. <laughs> you know, for example, yeah, exactly. And 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 along those lines, so one one aspect of this. Uh, important aspect of this chair is that it is ADA compliant and there are several uh points to what that means. ADA is Americans with Disabilities Act that uh, uh, you know puts uh, guidelines into even procedure chairs for example what we produce here that allow for uh patients with limited mobility, limited ability to transfer from a say a wheelchair into this device or or need it to travel extremely low. That's one of the key aspects of a chair. Is it it does travel down to a very low height, entry height to uh, 18 and 3 quarters of inch inches high that is very easy for any patient to really transfer 
into the chair, first of all. So, so that was very important. And when you do that, when it goes that low, that starts to limit the size of the chair. You, you, you almost force yourself to make a small chair. However, the the physicians they, they and, and the patients themselves, they in a lot of instances, they're tall patients. They need a bigger chair. So one thing that this chair does is it will actually extend the footrest automatically to accommodate a taller patient. So as you move the chair upward or move the foot outward, raise the foot, it automatically extends along with that. And that's been something we've been excited about where uh, some of the competitive devices out there, you'll have to reach down and manually flip a lever or, or unlock something that allows you to, uh, by hand, extend the footrest. And this one will, with the push of a button, automatically extend that footrest and return it, for that matter. If you return it back to its home position, it will automatically uh, perform that function and return it to home. So that's been important to us. That must be great as well if there's multiple users on the physician side in the practice, you know, to be able to easily just push that button and, and set it in place for your preferred settings. Exactly. And, in fact, uh, you know, it does have uh, up to five programmable positions now so that you could, with multiple physicians working in a facility, you know, you each one has their preferred position and, and or for different procedures perhaps you have a stored favorite stored position and you just push a button and it automatically goes there and you push another button and it automatically takes that chair back to the home to the the uh, low position where the patient can again easily transfer out so it's another important feature yeah yeah you know and and I know you've kind of touched on this a little bit but I would like to just kind of hear in your words a bit more on how for you, working with a group of engineers with such diverse skill sets, if you will, have really helped with the product design and development of the MTI chair. Okay. Well, I am a uh, big believer that uh, that diversity breeds ingenuity, and you're going to be more creative the more diverse uh, group of contributors you bring together. If you have people with similar backgrounds and similar ideas, you know that you bring them together to to brainstorm, and they're going to come up with similar solutions or similar approaches. And and the more diversity you introduce there, the the more likely you're going to be in an opportunity where you can synergize, where uh, someone will bring up an idea and another one will will perhaps think that that is, you know, completely off the wall. You put the two people together and they start to think about those ideas and they come up with maybe a third solution that neither had thought of that is better than, than any of the other solutions that you might have come up with. So so synergy and that kind of an approach I think is a pretty important thing, especially in, in you know, when you're trying to redesign a product line. So that that was important. Um Again, I think the the background that we've had with uh, the company leadership that with so much experience to draw upon and uh have been very involved in the uh, how this design was laid out and, and was intended to uh, go forward and what it would look like. There was a very clear vision there of, of what they wanted this to what they wanted this to be in the future and what they wanted it to look like. So, hmm. now let's talk about you know I think from what I understand you know 3D um, you know printing and 3D designs are kind of, you know, they've been trending for a while and so, but I think in the case of MTI it's more than just a trend or a buzzword so I'd love to hear more about how designing in 3D has really helped you with your new yep. designs. 
Sure, absolutely. We definitely incorporated not only 3D uh, design work, CAD, you know, 3D CAD uh, modeling, but also 3D printing uh, in the development of this new product. And, and what that that allows you to do a few things. The uh, 3D modeling really gives you this infinite space that you can zoom down to just whatever level of magnif- magnification. Get get really inside the product and look around and, and see how the components are interacting, how uh, where there might be interferences or areas where there might be opportunities to consolidate some space, to reposition certain components and, and really leverage uh, the, the amount of space that we have to work in there. So, so that was one thing that the 3D modeling did. It, it also gives you the ability to do some optimization with uh, strength versus weight where we want to, you know, always the goal with this kind of product is to make it light. It's not too heavy to to move around, to install, and yet uh, at the same time it's got to be very strong. And so doing that kind of strength optimization actually gives us the ability to make our products even stronger than they have been in the past and yet lighter at the same time. That was That was a big deal as far as the development goes. What the 3D printing allows you to do then is as you are developing and and iterating with your design, you can then take and 3D print components or prototypes, build them up, look at them, evaluate how they work well, what areas they could be improved in, do another turn. You you basically do it, start the cycle over again. You you make the changes, print it again, evaluate again, and you now have this uh, just compressed development cycle of uh, of time that uh, now you can do many iterations versus you know what used to take you weeks now might take you a day to go through and and, and look at a new version I guess of the part and that really leads to a lot of uh, um, optimization in the design I say so you can the more you can iterate the the more likely you're going to have a really good design at the end so I, I would imagine too, <clears throat> just at the kind of the older older way of you know taking months and months for you to be able to see a design would obviously take a lot of time and and cost a lot of money and time equals money. So I would imagine that that this approach that you now have is is a, a, both a time and money saver overall for it, the company. It, it is for the company and. And even beyond that, though, it's really what it, what we felt that really lets us do is you say you, you get the design where it looks good or even really good, and then you look at it and you say, okay, now how can we make it better? And and that's yeah. what we really like. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's go back to the MTI 830. I know we, we, we talked about it earlier, um, and about 10 minutes left on the show here, but I would like to... You know, I, I do feel that this, this this new chair, you know, and especially because, as you mentioned, the Americans with Disabilities Act and, and the other, other governing bodies that you worked with to kind of bring this this chair into the market, um, it's going to make this chair be a real game changer. Would you agree with that? And if so, why? Absolutely. I think the, uh, you know, you touched on the Americans with Disabilities Act. There's a couple aspects to that. The low height we already talked about. But there's also the ability to... to uh, approach the chair you have to be able to get in close uh, to the patient uh, it, well the, that's more for the benefit of the doctor but also for the patient themselves when they're getting in and out of the chair they have to have the ability to move up close transfer in so by optimizing shapes uh, minimizing the amount of protrusions with covers and 
maybe interfering uh, arms or things like that that might get in the way of their access. That uh, we, we really focused on access to the chair for the patient and for the physician. So that was a big thing. And then also uh, an important aspect of the ADA uh, guidelines that have come out is uh, what's called transfer supports, which are essentially handholds that you would find, you know, similar to what you'd find in a in a restroom where there's a, a ADA compliant toilet that that they can grab hold of the the, the handbar and then lift themselves off off of their uh, wheelchair. And similarly, they need some kind of a handhold device for ADA compliance in even in exam chairs. And that's what uh, we have come up with is a, a means of allowing for easy transfer. It's very convenient. It actually can be repositioned uh, wherever the patient needs in order to enter uh, and also can be easily removed. Just plug and play, uh, quickly detach the transfer support and allow them to gain a little closer access to the chair, to, to get into the chair. That's another very exciting aspect of this design. So. Yeah, and I, and I would imagine, especially kind of in an aesthetic practice, for those aesthetic providers that are doing more of the bariatric procedures or the high-volume liposuction where, you know, they certainly are dealing with, with a patient that may have more difficulty getting into a regular examination chair, that this would be a, a huge benefit to those patients. To those Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. For the the ability to gain access to it, and also for the strength of this, this uh, these chairs are rated to lift up to 725 pounds. So you can get quite a heavy person in there, and and uh, that strength is going to be key—not strength only, but stability as well. Uh, you're not dealing with a hydraulic system that uh, could be a leaky lift. These are these are uh, DC motor lift column driven uh, motors that uh, also have a great deal of stability at their extended position. You raise the chair all the way up, it's very stable. And that's important for someone, you know, especially someone that might be a little on the heavier side that's going to be concerned about being raised in the air and, and they want stability there. And that's another key aspect of, of the chair. It also, I should also mention it, it there's a lot of uh, intelligence that is in this chair. There's the memory positions that we talked about, but there's also the ability to actually customize how the chair operates and the way it responds to controls. If you, you know, when you push the buttons, the way it will respond to you, you can really uh, have some flexibility and program that to, to work in a way that's going to meet your needs. And, and uh, we've spent a lot of time and effort in. in customizing and really increasing how smart this chair is. Things like soft start and soft stop, it, it, it slowly lifts the patient, you know, to begin with, it ramps up and then it also uh, slows down at the end of its path so that uh, there's a much more comfortable motion for the patient, uh, something that's been very well received as well. You know, um, I wouldn't mind if we can for the last five minutes of the show here kind of talk about how this chair address, addresses more the needs of the aesthetic market. And, and from what I, you know, you and I have talked in the past, um, again, it's kind of like the, the tapered neck and how for a physician doing injectables or facial procedures that allows them to be very close. Can you kind of explain a little bit more about that? And then I would like to touch on as well um, kind of the fabric and the, the choices in fabric and the seamless design and the importance of that seamless fabric design in a medical office. Certainly, yeah. So definitely 
a, a major focus uh, from the get-go was minimizing encroachment. We wanted to allow the physician to get very close, and that's something that's unique about our product is the tapered shoulder design that you mentioned that uh, allows them to get right up close to the patient's uh, head, if necessary, or shoulders area, uh, and in every area of the chair. They can really move up in close and not, you know, that can be a big strain on a, on a physician's back if they're leaning a long ways over their patient to to reach somewhere, you know, on on the patient and and getting closer as close as possible with minimum intrusion things like space for knees underneath of the the patient's head or uh, just uh, allowing for for foot access with a, a base that's been optimized in its size. Those are the kinds of things that really allow for good access to the patient. And then you mentioned with uh, the upholstery, and that is uh, not only does that play into the look, but it does play into functionality to some degree. Uh, with seams in upholstery, uh, sometimes the seams can look very nice, very decorative, but they can also uh, be uh, an attractor to uh, to leftover debris or residue. It's sometimes harder to clean uh, an upholstery cushion that has those seams in it, and, and so. Going to a seamless design where you're minimizing the number of seams there and, and really making a very sleek, clean look. It's also very functional in that it's easy to clean. And we also offer, you know, so there's there's different offerings there. There's the the uh, ultra leather option that does have seams, but it's a much softer and uh, uh, I guess uh, kind of a warmer, softer leather and it's a very uh, high-end upholstery product that we offer as an option. So you, you have dual options there. You have deluxe upholstery, which is kind of the standard seamless, uh, also very strong and very comfortable. Um, and then the upholstery, the, the ultra leather, which is the, the other op- option that's uh, available there, and then, of course, in any number of colors. So lots of options to choose from. Hmm. It's exciting. It's exciting. So what's next for the patient examination chair? Is there any new designs coming out, any improvements on designs? Uh, What's next? Both. We're always looking to improve, and we're also looking at other designs and other uh, different product lines. There's the... the, uh, Opportunities are really endless out there as what can we can go after, and we you know we're very aware of the needs out there and and uh, just working as quickly as we can to to meet those needs and to really uh offer these products that the market is very ready to receive so mm. well, that's fantastic well, I'm excited to to learn more about m t i and to watch the continuous growth and adaptation of of you know what was once considered you know just a useful part of the practice and now is an absolute integral and integrated part of the practice. So, Darren, thank you so much for being on Anesthetic Insider Radio. Um, I, I know our listeners would love to know how they could get in touch with you or get in touch with MTI, so if you wouldn't mind spending a moment just to let our listeners know the best the best way to reach you. Certainly. They can either email or by phone. Our email would be sales at mti.net or by phone, they can reach us at 1-800-924-4655. Great. Well, Darren, again, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's been a pleasure, and uh, here's to wishing you the best in your continued career with MTI. 
Yes, thank you, Angela. My my pleasure as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye.